Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post. <laughs> Your boy is back. And that! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Hi, my friends, and a very good morning to you as we settle into the program here. Uh, It has been a cold week. There's no question about that. And today's a cold start, too. But you know what? We're going to enjoy some temps up around 50 degrees. And then it's going to get really, 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 really cold. It's about to go off a cliff here. North Pole blast. I mean, the whole country's going through it right now. We're in winter, man. We're in winter. We don't live in, uh, in Hawaii, the part of the country does. We don't live in the Bahamas. Don't have a lot of... Real JB listeners, by the way, in Hawaii. Not yet. Have not expanded out in that direction too much. Hope you're well. Roadways seem pretty good today. I mean, this is a change, right? From what we've seen here of late, where things have been icy and snowy. But coming up tomorrow, a lot of precipitation. I am not a meteorologist, though. I frequently play one on the radio. It'll be a slushy day. A couple of inches of snow, rain, however you want to cut it up. As you settle into the weekend. So that's coming up tomorrow on a Friday. And then, yeah, what did I say a minute ago? North Pole temperatures, kind of. Temps in the teens coming up on the weekend. We're going to fall off a cliff. And I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday, but I think maybe a half foot of snow, which sounds kind of northern, kind of further up. But you know what? We'll take it. Okay. Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. One of my favorite Federal holidays uh, in my lifetime. I've watched that go from like an encouraged holiday to a real deal kind of holiday. And uh, obviously so many incredible lessons to uh, talk with your kids about, to talk with your friends about. Monday's an important day. No question. No show Monday. We got our people's postgame show coming up Saturday evening after Arkansas and Florida. And, and hopefully we're all digging out by the time we get back to, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, because it's not supposed to get much warmer next week. All right, on that note, first couple minutes of the show, you expected weather here on the program, right? That's what JB does in the mornings. He gives me the weather. Then we talk news and politics, and then he says, goodbye, have a good day. No, not quite. A lot of basketball, though. And last night, it was Arkansas at Georgia. Hogs had a chance to get their record back to 500 in league play and start to put this uh, ship on the straight course forward to something more respectable and competitive. I don't know. You tell me this is a better showing last night than what you got last time out that much. I know. I don't know how many people tune in the show today are pleased with the performance, but the hogs go on down to Athens and they lose by 10 points, 76 to 66, you know, off of that blowout loss to Auburn. I think one of the biggest concerns in Razorback basketball land 
was effort level. Was the team playing for each other? You can have as many good one-on-one players as you want. But if you don't have a team that wants to play for each other, that wants to put in the effort, and that is willing to lay it on the line, you're not going to be very good. You're certainly not going to win a lot of games. And the kind of performance we saw against Auburn, where you know, you're know you up a point with four minutes left in the first half and you barely show up the rest of the way. You lose by 32, an historically bad performance. And uh, man, Arkansas just uh, going through it right now, y'all. And taking some steps towards bettering itself, taking some steps towards being a more functional team, but obviously not all the way there yet. Obviously not. And what you saw last night was an Arkansas Razorback team that, you know, is having issues, but it's doing its best to make this thing, you know, at least feistier and more competitive. Hogs did a lot of things that were not great last night. And I think you knew really by the time they trotted out uh, the lineup, that things were going to be a little bit different. Makai Mitchell got the start. We clamored for that yesterday on the show. You just needed somebody more physical on the floor in the front court. Trev Brazil alongside him, and then Menefield, Davis, and Mark, three guards alongside. Now, Debo Davis got himself benched last game by being late to a shoot-around or a practice the day before, but back in the starting lineup. What an up-and-down, awkward career. For Devo Davis, right? At times, I mean, his upside, uh, as good as you've seen. And then a lot of the time, I mean, is he still on the team, right? He's quit the team a couple times. He shows up to practices late. But he's Muss's boy, man. Three guys last night played 30-plus minutes for your Hogs in a 10-point defeat. Devo played 32. Tremont played 36. And Trev played 33. Caleb Battle off the bench. He is just not getting anything to drop right now. Not even taking good shots. One for eight from the floor. 25 minutes for him. Jeremiah Davenport, who'd fallen out of the rotation, played 22 minutes. And Jalen Graham. I mean, this guy, has he ever passed the ball once? 12 minutes, nine points for Graham, who has the ability to get up and dunk around the rim, but can't make a free throw to save his life. How about one for six out of JG in the first half last night? Um, Hogs? Shot 40% from the game. Georgia, 42%. Those are numbers you can live with. In fact, you took Georgia's best scorer, Jabari Abdurrahim, Sharif's kid, and you held him to five points on one of eight shootings. So you shut down their best player. Unfortunately, Justin Hill got you for 19. Noah Thompson for 15. Melendez, 10 in 21 minutes of, of playing time. A balanced Georgia effort. That gets them to the finish line. They shoot a lot of threes. They did last night. Nine for 27 out of Georgia, which you think is bad, right? You're like, man, I'll take that. That's good D on Arkansas. Hogs were three for 21 from three. Just the facts, man. Three for 21. That is 14% three-point shooting. That's not enough three balls going down to win the game. Davenport, one for five from three. Battle, one for four from three. Brazil, one for four from three. And nobody else hit a three. Draymond 0 for 4. Devo 0 for 2. Keon 0 for 2. Yikes. Menafield did not score in this basketball game last night. Played 15 minutes. And that also represents the difficult to discern nature on this basketball team. Because it looked over the last couple weeks like Keon Menafield had more bounce in his step 
than anybody else who was playing. And he comes in and he's, you know, he's scoring 32 and he's he's the only guy who really showed up against Auburn. And you're thinking, all right, well, maybe this is Keon Menefield's team. Let's turn it over to number one. Couldn't make a shot. 0 for 5 from the floor. Had no rebounds. One assist, one turnover. And led the team in negative plus minus rating at negative 15 out of Menefield last night. So, not his night. Georgia hits nine threes. Arkansas hits three. Free throws, you can't blame the refs on this one, y'all. Um, not that you ever do that. Let me just generalize everyone out there, right? 17 of 22 free throws shooting for Georgia. 15 of 22 free throws shooting for Arkansas. And again, if you take JG out of the mix, you're 14 of 16 at the line. But I digress. Rebounding was close, 40 to 39. Basically a toss-up. Georgia outboards you by one. Turnover. Department 15 turnovers for the Hogs. It's kind of a lot. You had four of them by Makai Mitchell, who's seven points, six boards. Makai Mitchell, man, sometimes makes some passes. You're like, what the heck is he even looking at out there? And yet he's easily your biggest player. So you have to play him. You have to play him. But 15 turnovers for Arkansas, 13 for Georgia. And uh, what more you want me to give you here? Hogs held their own in the paint. Hogs gave up some fast break buckets to Georgia in transition, 11 to 6, and the bench scoring clearly way outpaced Arkansas at 40 to 19. So Georgia wins by 10. Hogs didn't shoot well, struggled to get the game down to a single possession there in the second half. But I'm going to get back to what I said 10 minutes ago at the start of the show here today. I, I like the effort level. I do. I like the effort level. I like the overall. Um, you know, energy, it was much better than what we saw last game out against Auburn. And I don't think the season's hopeless based on what I saw last night. I just don't. I don't think it's hopeless. I don't think we're, um, you know, we're in a spot where it's all of a sudden, you know, season's over second week of January. No, but this team has got a, a little bit of a lower ceiling than we thought. There's no question about that. A little bit of a lower ceiling. And so you find yourself now, maybe not playing to be a Final Four kind of team, maybe not even playing to reach the heights of what Arkansas did the last few years in the NCAA tournament with an Elite Eight and another Elite Eight, and then last year, unexpectedly, after a very up-and-down regular season, you get back to the Sweet 16. So, I don't know if this team's a Sweet 16 team, but you know what? It's our team, and it's what we talk about, and they're the squad we're going to be following for the next couple months through the winter here. And so... I mean, as I said a moment ago, every team's different. And perhaps this team's mission, M.O., is to just make the NCAA tournament. I mean, maybe that's it. And maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not a tournament team this year. People have off years. It's possible they must just miscalculate it in a couple of pieces. And next year will be a bounce back here. But I still think the ride this year is going to be fun to watch. And Musk going to try to coach them up and... Now you get to go to Florida in two days, three o'clock, really tough road game right after Georgia. We said at the start of the week, if you could find a way to go one and one this week, you'd come back home for Texas A&M next Tuesday night, feeling much better about where you were at. But um, right now it's, it's an uphill battle. Hogs ranked right around hundred in the net rankings, which is not very good. And so work remains to be done. And last night you saw some progress. Yes. But the must bus absolutely stalled out there. In the, uh, in the second half, and you couldn't get over the hump. 76-66, Georgia over Arkansas last night in Athens. Breaking it down for you out the gates as the dogs get themselves 
a second conference win in Arkansas, is now 0-2 in the SEC for what feels like the fifth consecutive year. I don't believe that's exactly true, but feels like they get off to these poor starts pretty much every year, doesn't it? Kind of unbelievable. Eric Musselman sound coming up as we work it through. Hayden Balgavy, one of our great friends, also in the mix and a guy we uh, think pretty highly of. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan as well as a uh, TV news talker in the mornings there on KTHV in The Rock. And so uh, we'll talk with Hayden coming up a little later on. Jermaine Petty with some thoughts on a wild day in the coaching circles. How about yesterday? Are you kidding me? First Pete Carroll in the late morning, you find out he's done. No more coaching. He'll go be a front office exec. He can you know, hang out in the draft room and go sit in the, uh, the owner's suite, but he's not coaching anymore. So Pete Carroll, guy I've been a fan of for a long time. Positive energy, good vibes. Won a Super Bowl in Seattle. Almost won two in a row. Of course, elected to throw the ball from the one-yard line instead of handing it to Marshawn Lynch, which will live on in coaching infamy forever. But I digress. Pete Carroll calling it uh, early in the day. Maybe encouraged to do so by the folks there in the Seahawks organization. They stalled out a little bit. They flatlined. And then a shocker, a stunner as he got into the late afternoon yesterday. Usually that stuff surfaces earlier in the day. So you do wonder a little bit about how the story kind of made its way around there around three, four o'clock in the afternoon. But yesterday afternoon, the king, Nick Saban himself, leaking word. There's been no official press conference yet for the record, but leaking word through Chris Lowe at ESPN, a really great college football scribe, and uh, some other folks quickly uh, reporting the same news that Nick Saban, after 292 wins, at the age of 72, how about both Saban and Carroll being 72 years old? Does either of those guys look or come across as a 72-year-old? No. You guys are living right. Looking at least 10 years younger than their age. And they got a lot of living to do. So enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. It's really interesting to me, and I know we need to break a little long out the gates. Real NWHAB with you. Thanks for finding us. A couple different clicks, but evolve, right? Find us or go extinct. You want the good stuff? You know where to find us. We're here for you. Nobody's turning the lights off around here. You've got to be a little bit more flexible in your listening habits as so many of you have been. Um, We'll talk some more about that, but I think Pete Carroll and Nick Saban in so many different ways have had careers that have paralleled each other. And he's, oh, that's crazy. Nick Saban's been way more successful in college. Maybe, yeah. But Pete Carroll's pretty successful in college too and won a Super Bowl. Nick Saban, mm -mm, not so great in the pros. So uh, we'll look at that. Look at their career parallels and take you through some headlines coming up after a quick timeout here as well. Okay, 7.20, 15 minutes in. Your boy, Josh Bertaccini in studio. The Real NWA, JB, a Team B media production. And we are coming right back. Stay tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. 
need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, olsonclinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Hi, my good friends. Nice to have you on board the show. Real NWAJB coming at you. Your morning show of choice here for the last, I don't know, 12, 13 years and counting. The name might change, but the show remains the same. And you have found us here, and that means everything as we get after it here in 2024. Six months into this new deal of ours. Long way to go. Not stopping anytime soon. They say the hardest months of the first six to 12 months. I think every day is a little bit difficult. This has this Razorback basketball team. Nothing comes easy right now. Arkansas loses to Georgia 76-66. to We'll get back to that one in just a few after an extensive breakdown out the gates. If you missed that one early today, you got to be a little quicker. Got to wake up a little bit earlier. Get that alarm moved up. Make sure you're ready to roll. Because if not, that's fine. But you're going to get moved over into podcast land. And you can listen back to it later when you want to listen back to it. But Arkansas getting ready for Florida next. Hogs will stay on the road. And will now take themselves down the I-95 corridor from Athens to Gainesville. I miss good old 95 a little bit. The thick American highway that runs from uh, Miami up to like Bangor, Maine, right? Um, But that's what you got going on there. So... Hogs, 3 o'clock at Florida coming up on Saturday, and I will have your people's post-game show at 5 o'clock, ETA 5 o'clock for an hour as we break it down. Standouts, struggles, your calls and thoughts. Eric Musselman sounding more 
as we break down the game that just went down. So that's what you have there. Other college basketball items from last night. Number three, Kansas loses to Central Florida by five. That game in Orlando last night. Fans storming the court there. Tennessee, number five, loses at Mississippi State. Again, I don't know how much of an upset that is, but it's a conference game. It's a five-point game, and fans storming the court there. Oklahoma, number nine, lost its second game at TCU. Number 11, Marquette Law. Everybody's losing. Memphis found a way to beat San Antonio in overtime to get over an upset bid. Wisconsin beats Ohio State by 11. And I thought we had one other top 20. Clemson lost to Virginia Tech. So in the span of two days here, you've had most of the top 25 lose. Just a reminder, it's college basketball, and it ain't easy. Uh, Mississippi State over Tennessee by five. And the other SEC final was, where is it here? Ole Miss, Chris Beard. Wow. Ole Miss beats Florida 103 to 85. So that's what you going on, got going on there. Uh, we talked a little bit about Nick Saban retiring after an unbelievable run at LSU and Alabama, and maybe not so much with the Dolphins in the NFL, but he has called it a career. Pete Carroll, emotional at the end of his career, and then as Lady Bethany broke on this show just about 10 minutes ago in the chat room, she was the first to see it. Bill Belichick out in New England after 24 years. Um, done. Six Super Bowl crowns, which will I can't see ever be touched by anybody else. But you saw the pizzazz kind of fall a little bit. The energy level drop. And I mean, this is another guy 70 years old. You can't do it forever. At some point, you have to be able to say enough's enough. And that is exactly. And uh, yeah, it's been an intriguing offseason, especially if you're an LA Dodgers fan, because you get every player you want. All right. Um, other items. And if I haven't even gotten to the question of the day yet today. Come on. Come on. Question of the day today. This is nice and easy. We got the NFL wildcard matchups coming up this weekend. You got six games. What is the best one of the games? At least on paper going in. What's the best of the games? I'll give you four options up there. Dolphins, Chiefs. Probably my pick, but I like Rams Lions a lot too. And then you got the Cowboys fans say it's Packers at Cowboys. I just don't think that game's going to be all that competitive. I expect Dallas to cover going away, but again, sports, the great unknown. What the heck do I know? Eagles at Buccaneers. Seems like an even matchup. Eagles have slip slotted away here real hard. And the uh the Buccaneers coming on with Baker Mayfield, Mr. Dixon Street himself. Question of the day today. Best NFL wild card game this weekend. Which two did we leave off the board for you? We left Browns and Texans off the board. It's a good game, too. That's a good game, too. Browns and Texans should be out there. Bills, Steelers, maybe not. J.J. Watt not playing in that game. That was a major setback for Pittsburgh trying to pull off the upset there. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? All right. Uh, we're rolling. Half an hour in. The Real NWAJB, you know where to find us here. Podbean Live, YouTube, TheRealNWAJB.com, and of course, any number of different podcast platforms for you if you're listening back later in the day. Eric Musselman talking yesterday about the loss to Georgia. Here's some of what the uh, head hog had to say after a 10-point defeat. Good uh, spacing. Um, you know, ran more uh, middle pick and rolls. Um, you know, but the, I mean, the three for, for 21 from three and you know, I mean, if you're a shooter, you got to make open shots. And, and uh, you know, I think, 
you know, we, we did a great job on their leading score. Um, you know, he made one field goal. It was on a broken play, broken pass. Um, you know, he's a really talented Abdul Rahim's really talented player and a great three point shooter. And he's a high volume free throw attempt player. We kept him off the foul line, held him scoreless for almost the entire game, or I should say without a field goal. Um, but I thought there, you know, the difference in the game was was some of their shooters making shots. Kane came in and went one of one from three, and Noah Thomason goes three for six from three, and um, you know their freshman number four goes one of three, and, and Justin Hill comes in and, and and Hill goes three for seven from three, and then and then you look at our three point numbers. If you look at every other statistical category, both teams shot twenty two uh, foul shots. Um, you know, the turnovers are, are 15 to, to 13 to bring up. Why did we, you know, score 42 one half and 24 the other? I, we took much better care of the basketball, five second half turnovers, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, the 10 turnovers that we had at halftime. Uh, so did a really bad job taking care of the basketball in the first half. And uh, second half took a little bit better care of the basketball. And they were able to convert those. I think they had... 14 some points up there in the first half, and then finished with a 25 to 10 edge. Obviously, that seemed to be the key stand. How, what was your take on that? I mean, they played better than us. Yes. Plus, I'm, I'm sure after Saturday coming into this game, some of the things you were looking for were the, you know, the toughness and competitive spirit and everything like that. And putting on sideways on you there, down double digits at halftime. Got it back to a one possession game, didn't get the results you wanted. But I guess from that standpoint, is that closer to what you're looking for from this team? I mean, I thought we played hard, Curtis. I mean, again, we we come out of timeouts and have, you know, I mean, at least three times wide open looks and uh, and miss. And then they come down and and there's I mean, their shooters are making shots and ours are not. I mean, I don't know. And then we're, you know, we're we're obviously not the defensive team. Uh, that we've been over the last four years, we're not we're not guarding the ball like we have. We're certainly not guarding the three point shot. So, uh, if your if your overall team defense uh, is not to what it's been in the past, then your offense um, should be better. And um, I mean, three for twenty one. I mean, we had a bunch of defenders in the past that could go three for twenty one. Much. That coach T Mark did most of his damage in the second half. Just what did you see out of him after halftime? Something he kind of maybe addressed at, at the break. Well, yeah, we moved him to the point, and um, you know his middle pick and roll. Uh, he was phenomenal. I mean, he goes ten of ten from the foul line. We only take twenty two foul shots. He takes ten of the twenty two. Um, thought he was super effective. He leads us in rebounding. You know, our two guards did a great job on the glass, Devo and, and T-Mark. Um, I thought he did a good job attacking the basket. And, and he had three steals in the area. You know, we've been talking about trying to create more turnovers, and, and certainly his, uh, you know, his three steals are, are things that we're looking for. Keon Minifield had been really good for you since he's gotten eligible. Uh, just what do you think was the went into his performance tonight? Was it just an off night for him? Did Georgia do anything differently against him? Well, I mean, they were they were trapping the pick and roll, but he's he struggled in both both SEC games. I mean, uh, these guards are strong; they have good size, um, but he's I mean he, he has definitely struggled 
um, in conference play. All right, let's uh, let's call it there. Eric Musselman giving you a feel for his team's 10-point defeat at the hands of Georgia in Athens yesterday. And obviously not a very happy camper afterwards. How could you be? His team uh, going through it right now. Hogs 0-2 in the SEC. Head into Florida, 3 o'clock in Gainesville on Saturday. And we'll have our People's Post Game Show SEC-style round two coming up at 5 o'clock. On Saturday evening, it is already 740 as we are barreling through a Thursday morning on this 11th of January, 2024. Hayden Balgavy looking good in the bullpen as he loosens up. I'll talk some more NFL playoffs, get some thoughts out of Hayden on that and all of the significant coaching news of the last 24 hours. Three of the most legendary names, certainly the modern era. And Pete Carroll and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Who are we kidding? Three of the most legendary coaches all time. All hanging them up. More on that to come. It's the real NWAJB. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. The 
Headed for a high of what? 55 degrees today here in Northwest Arkansas. Give me some more of that right now, please. Getting ready for what could be a big time snow event coming up this weekend on Sunday and maybe even tomorrow, too. Let's get back to some of these sports storylines of the day, shall we? Hayden Valgavy, longtime good friend of the show. Always enjoy catching up with him when we can grab him for a few minutes. Obviously, a, a diehard longtime Arkansas Razorback fan, as well as a Dallas Cowboys fan. So he fits right into the uh, conversation here today. On the tweets, at Hayden Valgavy. And of course, THV11 host, Wake Up Central in The Rock. Hayden, great to hear your voice this morning. How you doing, my friend? JB, I'm doing excellent. How are you, sir? Man, I'm good. And, uh, you know, I'd be doing a little better if Arkansas got over the hump last night in Athens, but at least the effort was better. Why don't I get a thought out of you on that game first? Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of the highlights uh, this morning. You know, we, we I get up at 2 to do this whole morning show we got here in Little Rock, and I got an 11-month-old, so rocked into sleep, and then I went to bed myself, so I caught the highlights uh, this morning. But I uh, appreciate the effort. I'm not mad at a road loss in the SEC. I think the Auburn loss is still such a hangover that I, I thought maybe they could go on the road and get a win, but effort a little better. I, but at the same time, too, I'm such I'm such a believer in must. I think they'll get a turnaround. I think they'll make the tournament. It just may not be that sort of historic year that maybe we thought in the preseason. Hey, and what do you think happened when you talked about must and the roster and maybe their ceiling's a little lower? That's kind of exactly where I'm at this morning. Did he... Did he miscalculate on a couple guys? Did he not put enough of a focus on the front quarter? Is it sometimes the chemistry is just not there? I mean, what do you think is going on with the roster? Yeah, I think it's just that chemistry thing. It's turned over so much and so much. And I think what we have to remind ourselves, and I have to remind myself because I get hate when they're losing, that turnover year after year after year and the consistent success that he's had, that's rare. It just does not happen everywhere. So to go to Sweet 16, three years in a row, Elite Eight, back-to-back years, you know, it was bound to happen where the chemistry wasn't as good as it's going to have. But I'll say this. There's still time. It's only two conference games in. Make to gel. And who knows? I, I try to be positive. Think of UConn last year. who looked like garbage nine months before the tournament. And then March hits and boom, they win the whole thing. I think the only the only downside of that would be you got to make sure you're in the tournament first, right? And Arkansas's net ranking right now, not exactly great. But you know, to your to your point, you beat Florida and you come back one and two, things would feel a lot better, a lot quicker. I think for this basketball team, one game to the next, it's kind of hard to tell who their go to guy is. I mean, it was Mark again last night. He's probably the best candidate, but you know, battle scuffling. Menafield was great, and then last night he's just you know non non factor the whole way through. Not really a go-to leader. I mean, Debo is probably their leader, and he's not exactly an offensive juggernaut, you know? Oh, no. He's always been known for his defense. Even when we watched him at Jacksonville here, he was known for his defense. He's so good at making others care, and I think that's what he continues to focus on. And so, from a leadership standpoint, the locker room, it's easier. You know, and in Brazil, that's your that's your home run. And, and I don't know if something's missing or what's going on there, but like I, I maybe that knee injury is in the back of his mind. I don't know, but hopefully they can get some chemistry and really settle in on five guys that they trust on the floor at the same time because they're still searching for it. So 
but I, but I think Musk is going to find it. But you're right. I mean, got to get it going sooner, otherwise you're not going to have to worry about Mars. Right. I mean, at that point, it's 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 you know, you're not even in the NIT. I don't know if the path that uh, outside of the top hundred would get you, or maybe they would get in the NIT. I don't pay too much close attention to the NIT these days. Hayden Val gave you with us. Sports talker, news talker, wake up central in the rock. You heard him already getting up at two, bringing you the people, the day's news and goings ons. And I know you're a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, Hayden, and your boys are home for the Packers this weekend. Where, where are your thoughts at on, on the boys this weekend, Hayden? Uh, feel great. I'll be honest. I Green Bay is the team I wanted them to play. I did not want the Rams. I think the Rams were coming down to Dallas. I really think we could lose this weekend. I think the Rams go to Detroit, upset the Lions. But the Packers, they're so young. And Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback, but they're not going to be able, in my humble opinion, to outscore us. I, I think Jordan Love may put up a couple of touchdowns. Aaron Jones always kills us, but their defense, Joe Barry, I, I'm just, the connection between Dak and CD is the difference. And Dak has played so well, especially at home. Dominant. Even when they trailed against the Seahawks, they played great. Even when they trailed against the Lions, even when they trailed against the Dolphins, they came back. He won that game for them, and then the defense gave up that drive. But feel good. If they were on the road, I would not feel good. They play so well at home. They're going to do exactly what they need to do. I don't know if they cover. It's a big number. But I think they definitely win. And hopefully Rams beat Detroit, and then we get the winner of Philly, Tampa Bay next week, but I feel good. You got the whole path laid out for your team, don't you? You're ready. Oh, I, I'm, I'm every possible scenario I'm reading, and maybe that's why I'm more optimistic about the Hogs. So I really haven't paid as much attention to their negativity as the Cowboys ended up absolutely coming back, winning that division, watching those sorry Tucker Eagles <laughs> blow that lead. I got a six. You know, the Giants whoop them. The Cardinals whoop up on them. And now they're going to go to Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield's going to whoop up on them. Just the Cowboys winning the division and the Eagles' downfall. It has been a chef's kiss, beautiful start to 24. I mean, Hayden, I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better on that one. Eagles, just one of those franchises, unless you're a Philly fan, you just love to see them lose. Last 24 hours, we have lost three of the great coaches of all time in football. Pete Carroll and then Nick Saban and then Bill Belichick an hour ago. Give me a thought on three legends hanging them up, Hayden. Well, Saban's a goat. No arguing that. That was my biggest sucker, I think. Belichick feeling so surprising, but not sort of the realm of possibility. But Saban retiring. That's wild. And especially with the guys who's going to come back. And I think I even read he was interviewing assistants like an hour before he met with the team and told her, hey, I'm going to retire. But there was that story that came out after the loss of Michigan of he was with his wife, Miss Terry, and she's like, you're the one that's name. And he said, no. She put it on some uh, French Netflix show. And he decided, after once you're watching French Netflix show with your wife, you're like, you know what? Let's just call it a day and just hang out. Like, this is a go. He's got nothing more to play. Right? Pete Carroll had a pretty great career, too. Though he'll get remembered a lot for not winning too straight and that decision to throw from the one. And then Belichick, I mean, you look at NFL success, there's nobody even, even close to what he did over the last quarter century. Who do you think, uh, forget the Patriots, it might be Vrabel, who knows right now. 
Seahawks, we could, you know, we could care less. Um, who replaces Saban? Who's the best bet to replace him at Alabama as we start to wrap it up, Hayden? It's up to me, honestly. I think I go Dan Lanning. I think he is so unruly to the SEC. I think that's no, the whole front hire. Lanning, you said, right? So you think you think they get landing? I, I was looking at the board yesterday for best odds to be Alabama's next hire. I think he's got the highest buyout on the board. Not that that would stop Alabama, you know. No, I, Alabama could get anybody. Uh, uh, aside from our Lord and Savior to coach that team, they can get anybody they want. You think Dabo's a candidate or now? Nah? I think he's interested, you know. But now, I, I, I'll say this: also with the drama at Clemson and how much they don't appreciate him. He may take that job and say, look, look what life is like without me and see how you like it. So I can see, see that. But I think Bama, if I'm Alabama officials, I'm going to get Dan Lanning. I like that pick out of you. Guy's done some impressive stuff in the Northwest. Come and give him a fresh start, different vibe. You do a lot worse than getting that guy. Uh, you do a lot worse than Hayden Balgavis for some morning sports talk. Sharp all over it. And uh, great to hear his voice this morning on the show. I wish your Cowboys some luck this weekend. I hope you enjoy that. Stay warm and uh, have a good weekend with the fam, Hayden. Thanks for being a friend of the show. We'll talk to you really soon. Okay? Jimmy Johnson curse is over. Go boys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My man, Hayden Bell gave you get him on the podcast later today. If you can make that happen, it is uh, 756 bright and early real NWA JB coming at you. Getting you 90 minutes of Razorback news, notes, and nuggets each and every morning as you get your day started. And hopefully you've grown a little more comfortable with the new digs and the comfy confines of Team B Media here inside of the Bunka studio. The real NWAJB across social media. It's the same, so it's not hard to find, right? And you can do it on your own time, too, via the podcast portal. They got this transfer portal, right? In college football, in college basketball, college sports in general, I understand. Well, we got our portal too. And so uh, we go into the podcast portal after each show wraps up. Question of the day today. Go back to that for a moment. What's the best NFL wildcard game this weekend? What's the best single matchup this weekend? Look at Tyler giving me every game. It's all of them. It's the playoffs. Come on, Tyler. You're better than that. It's like the peewee answer to the question. What's the single Best NFL matchup this weekend. You pick one. I don't care if you're writing Browns, Texans, heck, Steelers, Bills isn't on the board either. You tell me. Of course, Ravens not playing this week as they get the bye in the AFC postseason. Niners not playing in the NFC as they have home field advantage in those playoffs. Uh, on the board, we got Dolphins at Chiefs, Rams at Lions, Pack at Cowboys, and Eagles at Bucks, and getting some. Votes for all of them as we get fired up and ready to roll. We six NFL wildcard games this weekend. Divisional round matchups to me are always where it's at. But um, but you get a couple juicy ones in each round of the playoffs. There's no question about that. All right. Uh, one hour in. Need to step aside. Call it good. We will come back on the other side. Catch up with our guy Jermaine Petty. Diehard Ravens fan that he is. Some more on the QOD. And, of course, some more conversation in Arkansas. Razorback basketball. It's the real NWHAB coming right back to the Bunka studio after this.